0: Would be masters, listeners, and friends, you're very welcome to this week's episode of the Talk Show for Talkers. You can find us on the internet at IrishTalkers.com, and you can send us emails to info at IrishTalkers.com, and you can find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. Hello Toastmasters, Webby Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You are very welcome to this uh, final edition of the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com for 2023. You can find us on the internet as irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com and we are on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. This week is our interview week and I am delighted to be ending this year with a very special interview. And this is with our regional advisor, Peter Chimko. I'm now going to hand you over to the fabulous James Finnegan, who is going to interview Peter. I am delighted to welcome Peter Chimko
1: our regional advisor, who has just got back home after an extensive tour around all the regions in his various capacities, not only for Toastmasters, but also for his personal work. Peter is a business speaker. He's a TEDx speaker. He's a radio talk show host. So I'm ready and willing for him to take over. He's a mentor and he's an executive coach. He's been a Toastmaster since 2009 and is now Regional Advisor for Districts 59, 71, 91, 95, 107, 108, 109, and 110, which ironically are my lotto numbers. <laughs> Peter, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers. Uh, good evening, James. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, let's Let's get on
2: with it. Let's get on with it. Tell me, Peter, what brought you to Toastmasters? Well, if I remember correctly, it was, you know, because it was 14 years ago, so long, long time ago. I would even say in a galaxy far, far away, because it was in a different city than than when I live now. Uh, I heard about Toastmasters from a friend of mine who said, Pio, this is something you would love. They meet, they speak, they give evaluations, Uh, It's this kind of thing you would love. But it took me quite a while to actually go to one of those meetings. And when I went there and I realized it is interesting experience, uh, I said to, my, to the person who was sitting next to me who was assigned by the VPN to, to sit next to me and take care of me and, 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 and tell me all about it, I said, yeah, you know, if I like it three times in a row, I will sign up. So I liked it three times in a row, and here I am, you know, after the 14 years. But uh, my main driver to actually sign up the papers and pay my first uh, Toastmasters uh, fees um, was that I actually, I was already quite experienced speaker. So I knew how to, you know, move along the stage, how to use my body, how to use my voice but then I thought it's a great place to experiment to do things which I would probably never do on the real stage because I don't know how it would work but that would be the Toastmaster stage is it was a great place for me to test new things to enhance my I would say the, the, the toolkit uh, to to use it then on the real stage on a commercial stage on, on on other stages which I'm which i where I'm speaking so my first motivation to join Toastmasters
1: was to polish my my skills, polish the diamond. And tell me, Peter, did any of those things that you tried out in a Toastmasters environment, did you actually do them in your public speaking in your business facilities?
2: Uh, yes. So first, uh, what I learned from my wonderful evaluators during my first two years in Toastmasters that i I'm overly energized, yeah? so so to say, uh, yeah. and I could I could pass that energy to the to the mm, to the audience. But then the result was, hey, that was a very, a very energetic speaker. What did he speak about? Hmm. I'm not sure. So first of all, that was the first learning that I got from Toastmasters to really calm down a little bit and use pauses. And usage of pauses is one of the most powerful things I learned in Toastmasters. And if you ask me for one thing that changed my career, that changed my relationships with my family, that changed my relationships with my friends, that allowed me to step up on the corporate ladder is the usage of pauses. Because I stopped, first of all, I stopped, I shut up more often than before and I listened. And then I, when I was speaking, I was using pauses. So pauses, we underestimate the power of pauses in when speaking. And if you ask me now, it's better to say 100 words in two minutes speech and use a lot of pauses than say 200 words in one minute and make your audience forget you the minute after you speak.
1: So that's the biggest learning. Well, isn't that fantastic? You must have found that a great help when you were here in Ireland recently. (laughs) Because we tend to speak rather quickly.
2: (laughs) Well, some of you do, but I recognize some Toastmasters, and I'm not going to go by names, but they are in the district leadership team who are using poses very efficiently. And I I really recognize that and I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) We're
1: just trying to think of the next thing to say. Uh, Yeah, maybe, but they actually,
2: uh, what I can say, it's maybe, or or even likely, it's likely that they learned it in Toastmasters, uh, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they
1: are in the DLT. (laughs) We're we're very fortunate in District 71. We have a great team at the top, led by our our district director, Elizabeth. I, I, I absolutely agree. So I spent some time
2: with the team—really four full days. Two days in Birmingham, two days in Dublin. Uh, together with the team, we we visited five different companies where we uh, where we try or where we actually want to launch new clubs to make it possible to use the to enable uh, Toastmasters program for the. For for the, for for the for the for the employees, yeah? so that you know the Toastmasters good practices are spread across the world and 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 make the world a better place. That's wonderful, Peter. How would you describe your leadership style? That is an, an interesting question, and uh, you know I've been in the in the leadership corporate leadership roles for many years, and I always thought about my style as democratic. Yeah? So before making decisions, I you know except of the situation when you need to make a decision here and now because it's kind of fire fire and extinguishing thing. When we speak about big decisions, you know how we want to operate, uh, how we want to approach certain topics in a structural way. I'm always involving the team for the decisions. Yeah, so it's it's I I don't consider myself to be the smartest person in a room. Uh, because you know i'm just one and if the team is 10 people the 11 brains uh, in the 11 brains are better than 10 than one brain yeah so i gather people for me the most important uh thing uh, the most important task in the beginning uh, when we build a team is to create a mutual um trust yeah so that there is a a a a, 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 a long Around the table, there is there is trust that we can speak openly without being judged. Yeah, so if I make it to the if I'm if I'm successful doing that for the team, then the team pays back you know ten tenfold with uh, with an, with ideas with criticism. But I I accept criticism because you know I would I would have made so many bad decisions if I didn't listen to someone who's Piotr, Did you think about this? I say, hmm, let me think, yeah. And then may, I might change my decision. I might make it, I might add something to that, uh, to, to the model, for example, that we built. But then uh I'm that that's the that's the I'll say the benefit of the democratic uh, uh leadership style where, where you invite where, where you invite people. The you know the 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 it costs you time to make decisions, yeah, because you need to re-involve people and it takes time to discuss, to meet, to find time for a meeting. Uh, but then the decisions are usually of a better quality than if I make it make them myself. So it's one one side of my uh, of my of my leadership styles. And recently, for the last couple of years, I'm trying to develop. It's very hard for me uh, to to do that, but I also am learning it as a region advisor to develop my coaching style. Uh, guide guide the team, or rather by asking questions than telling them what to do uh it goes better and better every year but uh you know to move for me to move from the mentoring style to coaching style it's a big deal it's not an easy thing because very often people were asking me for an i was working as a consultant for a while and I was working as a as a you know as a as a process expert for a while as an expert where i am the one to give answers and now in, when i'm in the leadership role i i would love to be able to always have that to have that um um, uh, to always have that you know um, to be prepared always prepared to be ready to ask questions rather than give answers it's it's not an easy thing yeah make no mistake i'm trying to do that and i'm doing doing it better i, I believe i'm doing it better every year but there's still a long way to go when i look at people who i admire uh, by uh, for their coaching style uh, i'm still far
1: away but aren't we all just a work in progress peter I mean, it that's is. One of the, what's one of the fun things about Toastmasters is we're continually learning new styles new <laughs> techniques new methods
2: it is it, it is uh, James it's not only in Toastmasters it's in life I mean life is like a big learning experience I I, I I, tend to look for opportunities to learn everywhere I go and Toastmasters is one of the best places to do that that's why I'm still here well that was going to be
1: one of my questions but I know <laughs> tell me what do you think is the greatest challenge in toastmasters at the moment uh
2: for the, for for our for our organization we are at the stage of rebuilding after after covid after the decrease of members and it's uh, we have less members less clubs and uh, and it's a loss and it's and it's loss that we are going to be you know recovering from for next couple of years it is it is the challenge because we lost a while. I would say, I like to say that we lost a one generation of Toastmasters by, or, 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 you know, doing those two years. Usually, uh, every two years, you have new people coming in the leadership roles and they learn from the previous generation. And we lost that one. We have a generation gap. Yeah. So. I give you an example. I see, for example, the attendance, the participation in the district conferences is less than we used to have. Yeah, uh, my district conference, which I when I was when I was district director in 2019, uh, we had more than 200 people in district 108. And the last district conference was around 6 70 people. Yeah, and and that's something unheard of before yeah you know? so so we need to bring back this 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 vibe this energy of of camaraderie uh you know that we actually hear not only to you know to go to the meetings to give speeches to give evaluations but also to mingle to to be around to be together to learn from each other not only during the let's say official parts of the of the meetings and conferences but also you know during the breaks during the the afternoons the the, the after after parties the gala dinners That's where the most or maybe not most, but a lot of learning happens. But because when we sit around one table or where we stand in one circle with people who you never met before, then you have a chance and you open up and you listen. Then you have a chance to learn something new about the world, about Toastmasters, about someone. And and this is one of the most wonderful things in Toastmasters, because uh, here we have people from all walks of life. You know, uh, it's not a professional. Um, uh, it's not a professional association eh, where all the bankers go or where all the finance people go. Eh? It's and they have like one topic. Of course, we have one topic. You know, the meetings, the contests, the the evaluations, the, the being toastmaster. Eh, but uh, apart from that we speak about you know from the heart to 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 one another because we learn to do that at, at our meetings and that's why those conferences are so so different than anything else that we experience and uh, i wish we go back to this you know energy of of big conferences of big meetings of the dlt's that last for the for the district officers' training, which um, or club officers' training, which lasts for two days, TLIs, where we not only meet and learn, but also we spend time together, we network, we build our networks,
1: and, and, and then see what happens out of that. Well, I think you're totally right, Peter. The formal learning and the informal learning is vitally important. But I think we'll get back there. I think we will, because all these things are generational, as you said. And the circle turns. I totally agree, James. And we
2: will come back to that step by step. It will just take time, and 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 the energy and effort of people. And as you said, the district seventy-one is is can be proud of the district leaders who are who are running the show. Uh, and I I can't be more proud of what I what I saw in last during the last my la- my last trip to district seventy-one. Oh,
1: you're very kind. The, the check is in the post.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, uh, I give you. I
1: You
2: know, I give you a a story if you want. You know, when we were in Birmingham, uh, in the hotel where we had the district officers training, unfortunately, I left my uh, my, my jacket and and my shirt. Uh, in and my pin my region visor pin i left it in the hotel and we flew over to to dublin and when i was packing in the hotel in dublin i realized i lost it so i wrote to to danny danny can we do something about it and danny called the hotel and they found it and he said i will bring it to you to uh to istanbul where we were meeting for the media training for the district leaders um and then um and then they asked me to for a feedback to to the visit. And I I gave the regular feedback because I was actually quite very, I, mean, I was very happy about the visit, how it was organized. I appreciated a lot of things. I get a few points for improvement, of course. Um, uh, but then Danny said, So I can imagine that once you get back your clothes, you're going to have a second round of the feedback, <laughs> the real <laughs> feedback. But um, but uh, but but no that that is really really true i mean the the visit was was remarkable and i uh, i was moved and touched by by the quality of it by the engagement by by the content because there was you know not only learning but also marketing part where we actually visited the corporations the the companies and there's a there's a big chance that out of those five meetings there will be
1: at least a couple of clubs so i'm happy about it well i think you've certainly made a big impression and that is a typical danny banks Going above and beyond the call of duty.
2: Uh yeah, absolutely. Danny is smashing. He will understand.
1: <laughs> and Mairead will be delighted to hear that there's a prospect of new clubs, particularly in the corporate environment. Yeah, I know. I know. We spoke I spent with Marid more than
2: more time than with anyone else. <laughs> so so I know, I know. And she's so 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 keen on building new clubs and she's so engaged. So absolutely,
1: you know, kudos to her and the whole team. Brilliant. Peter, if you had a magic wand and you could change something, anything, about Toastmasters, what would you change? That's one of those questions that you get when you are in
2: Toastmasters for many years and you've seen a few things and you've seen a few people, you've met met a few people. Well, I would definitely... it's not that i would change something in toastmasters i mean we will grow we will develop we do step by step of course there's a couple of things which which annoy me like you know you cannot create uh, a club uh, and send the documents online you know a lot of administration that we do in toastmasters is is still the 20th century yeah? so a lot of paperwork a lot of those things so that, but this is really minor it's it's a, it's a it's a minor nuisance to to what we do because that's not at the core of what we do it's a, it's a, as I say, it's a minor nuisance. Uh, but uh, the thing that if I had a magic wand, I wouldn't change Toastmasters as such, well, but I would change them, uh, the fact that people, the, the awareness of brands. Yeah. So I would love that everybody knows about Toastmasters, that it stops being the best, the best uh, kept secret in the world. The people know it, and people realize what kind of value it can bring. I would like, I would like to have three hundred thousand member. I would like to have thirty million member. Uh, organization yeah? and and active clubs, uh, you know, a couple of million active clubs uh, or hundred thousand uh, uh, active clubs where people practice communication. I don't like to say public speaking; they practice communication because we say it's public speaking, but it's an excuse to practice communication. The way you structure sentences, the way you structure your your thoughts, the way you use pauses, it, it helps you in everyday conversation, even with with your wife. Or husband, huh? uh, it, it does. I mean, I went through that. So, uh, and with your kids. Yeah? So, if you if you open up and you listen to your kids and you speak with to them using pauses, it makes an impression. And I mean, it makes an impact. So, so I would like that Toastmasters stops being the best world best best kept secret. That we actually are recognized brand uh, not only in the U.S. Where in the U.S. many people heard about Toastmasters, even if they never attended the meeting but uh but all, also you know in the whole world in europe particularly because europe is close to my heart that's where i was born that is where that's where i live that's where i that's the region which i'm taking care of i would love that in europe we 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 know how toastmasters can can help you achieve your goals and become just a better person that's
1: wonderful peter tell me when you're going around the various districts and around the different countries is there what is the thing that's common to all and what are the individual nuances of all the different regions well it's
2: yeah i can tell you james that it is very very similar when you go to different clubs the core is always the same you have speeches you have evaluations you have general evaluation you have table topics and it's at, at its core is the same, but go to two different clubs located at the same street meeting on a different day with different people. And you see two completely different meetings. Right. So it's not about the, the differences in the district. Of course, district 71 and 91 street uh, procedures a little bit more seriously than the continental Europe. And yeah? so the Roberts rules, rules of order, you know it in continental Europe. We know they exist and that's still good. Yeah. <laughs> So 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 that's 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 one of those differences in continental Europe um uh the the more to the east you go the more the younger generation you see in the clubs yeah and and in the district as well. Uh so those kind of differences but at the at the heart at the core so what is important for the for the district so building clubs supporting clubs in achieving excellence like our district mission says um training district officers it's all you know, it all has the same purpose, the same why. Yeah. And, the, but the what and the how might be a little bit different. So, as I said, I mean, maybe District 91 and maybe District 95, which is, which is German, is Scandinavia, is doing things a little bit differently because, you know, uh, we bring self made uh, sandwiches for the um, as, as lunch for the for the meeting we don't go and buy something yeah um, and and that's just what, that that does the example which I uh, which we had in District 95 and it's and it's as great as having a, a meal provided by the by the by the hotel for example um it's it's everywhere is the same camera tree, the same every, everywhere there is the same purpose the same why we do things but of course everyone is different and if you have three people in the district trio it's already three people who have different walks of, come from different walks of life or different opinions different ways um uh, views on the world the different um sometimes different values and and that mix is already enough to, to make a difference yeah and then the next year there's a different group of people who are running the same district and it's again something different so um yeah, I, I don't I don't like to speak about the you know those it's 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 as different as, as every club. Uh, but at the heart, at the core, it's still the same.
1: Well I think that was one of the virtues of the Zoom meetings around the world is that we discovered that there is far more that unites us than divides us. Yeah, I
2: mean I was invited to so many meetings during COVID in, in, in the whole world and I attended some of them limited by my time and you know i have a family i have three three kids and i have my full-time job and i'm engaged in some other non-profit as well uh so i made it to to a couple of those meetings and guess what <laughs> it's the same you know the same people are some people are trembling doing table topics and some are just mastering it yeah and and some speeches are you know beginner speeches and some are advanced speeches and the evolution are sometimes you know um, well, not much meat in the in the, in the sandwich, and sometimes there's a lot of meat in the sandwich. You know? so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. As as you say, uh, we we were able to see different ways of running meetings, but at the core, still the
1: same. Well, Peter, I appreciate the fact that you are extraordinarily busy and that you've taken time out of your schedule to join us today. Thank you so very much. Wishing you every success in your role as regional advisor wishing you and your family a very happy christmas and every success and health and happiness in 2024 and we hope we'll see you here soon
2: well james uh, thank you very much for for inviting me for this uh, for this talk i'm i'm happy to do so this is one of those things that 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 are just uh uh perks of being in a role to be invited to to have a conversation to spread the word uh because i i truly believe in toastmasters and you know, um, one of the things that, uh, or even the most important thing that keeps me running, keeps me doing, keeps me engaged in Toastmasters so heavily after fourteen years of doing that, is that every now and then, it's usually every two, three years, like something major happens in my life that I know that it could happen or I could achieve that because what I learned in Toastmasters, and I, I, it's, it, I'm very aware of that. And that's, I I always say, hey, maybe there's another layer, maybe there's something more, and there's always something more. So if I have a last word to share with you, guys, there's always more. So go and practice and do Toastmaster and use it in your real life and be aware that many of those things that you are able to achieve in your your life is because what you learned in Toastmasters. And thanks, James, for, for inviting me. I wish you all Merry Christmas. Uh, wonderful 2024 and I really
1: really hope to see you soon Peter Chimko thank you so very much indeed thank you James
0: thank you to Peter Chimko and thank you to James for conducting that interview and thank you to you our audience for sticking with us through 49 episodes this season this year we've enjoyed bringing you the talk show for talkers every week and we look forward to seeing you again in 2024. So from me, Moira O'Brien, I'll bid you a very, very happy New Year, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.